Welcome back to the Basement Binge, everybody. It has been a long time since I recorded an episode as the school final weeks were full of final projects, exams, and just too many assignments to count. School was really making it difficult, and I wanted to focus on that for good reason. But the podcast has been on my mind frequently. I've seen a lot of movies since the last episode, and I've been wanting to get my thoughts out about them. Obviously, I made a promise to get a Captain or a Miss Marvel episode out every week. And it seems like anytime I make a promise on the podcast, my life decides that there are other plans. So maybe I should just stop announcing things on the podcast. <laughs> Either way, Miss, I want to talk about Miss Marvel. want to talk about a bunch of other movies I've seen. But first, a brief mini review. I'm going to start to call these Marvel minis for Thor Love and Thunder. Now, the first reason it's going to be mini and, and is going to be the largest part of this review is that Marvel films I'm finding harder and harder to review and having less and less to say about them that's substantial and worth saying and not just what everybody else thinks already. Is the movie horrible? No. Was I excited to go see it? Yes. Was it funny? Yes. Were there parts of it that I really, really enjoyed? Definitely. But none of it just... None of it feels exciting like it did before. I just feel like the Marvel burnout is very, very real, which is weird because this show started with love for Marvel, and I still do love Marvel. I have no... I'm not going back on any of that. It's not like I've had an awakening or anything. I really do enjoy Marvel films, and I think that there is a lot of good in them. It just really seems like they're struggling to find their groove with Phase 4 and what it really means and what a Marvel film is now. There's so many different directions that it's going, and it almost seems like it's too much. And I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to just go to the Marvel buffet and pick out what I enjoy and leave the rest. Where before, everything felt essential. Everything felt like it was part of this eight-course meal and was all essential. I mean, who eats an eight-course meal? But where now, none of it... And here's the reason why. the, the, The way I would say this is, when I watched a Marvel movie, I felt excited about a character who I had come to be friend and really, really enjoy. And I was excited to see what their new adventures would be and what was coming next and who else they might interrupt and interact with, you know, what, what's the next Avengers film or, or whatever it may be. And I'm not saying that we need a big baddie like we did with Thanos or it was this big overarching villain, but that would provide some clarity to it. It's like every single movie, I have to rewire my brain to think in that universe, which, which is, is very comic booky. That's the way things are is that they all have their realm and, and they don't really interact and they're all very different, very different genres, very different villains, stories happening until they intersect, which as we expand more and more naturally, that's going to happen as there's more and more characters, not, we're not going to have a big team up every single time. It doesn't necessarily make sense for Moon Knight, Falcon and the Winter Soldier Thor and Miss Marvel all to be together, for example, and then throw in Doctor Strange and anybody else and Spider-Man in there. Those, it's not that I need that. It's that after I finish this film and, and during the film, not that during the film I was looking forward to the next thing. Let me say after the film and then I'll get to during the film. After the film, I didn't feel excited for what came next for Thor. It was like, oh yeah, that was nice. I enjoyed it. But I'm not like, what, what's the point of this character moving forward? What, what am I interested in Thor's story next, right? Everything's about storytelling. What in this story is keeping me engaged? And that excitement just really is dying. During the film, it, I just didn't feel particularly not interested, particularly, it's not that I wasn't engaged. What's the word I'm searching for? 
invested. I didn't feel for particularly invested in anything. I mean, I like the story that was being told and there's some genuinely touching things about it and the action sequences are fun. And I think there's some great characters and the, and the characters in this film are really fun and I like the way that they're performed. I think the actors all do a great job and it, it's just a fun time to, I mean, I went with my brother-in-law and we went with our wives who are our sisters and it was fun and it was fun to be together and I don't regret that in any capacity, but it was just, it wasn't engaging. Like I didn't feel like really invested in the story. I, I mean, I, it was a story and I was paying attention to what was going to happen next, but I didn't feel like I needed to know what was going to happen next. Right. I just couldn't wait for the revelation to happen. It was just like, yeah, whatever's happened is going to happen. I'm going to walk out of here all the same, which is really, really interesting because after Thor Ragnarok, I was so excited for the character of Thor. And then especially during Endgame And after that, just the character of Thor really excited me. And now it just seems like I'm ready to move on to another character. And I'm going to talk about this more in the Miss Marvel review that is probably going to come out the same day, if not the very next day as this episode, where that one I didn't, I didn't feel particularly excited for. Part of it was my busyness, but I didn't feel like I always had to watch the newest episode when it came out. If it was a week, in fact, it's been a week. If it was a week or a few days after and I finally caught the episode, that was okay with me. When I watched the episode, I really liked it and I liked this character and the story and I really was engaged and interested invested, I, I got to use the right word here, I was invested in that story of Kamala and, and her family and what was going to happen. And I felt like the story they te- were telling had a lot of value in it, where this, it was just like, hey, we're just telling us a, a story with Thor. And this is the story because we needed one for him. And not so much like, hey, this is an interesting story. We could tell with the character of Thor. It's just, this is what we're at right now. And we, we want to keep telling stories with him. So here you go, type of thing. And none of it feels like it's leading up to anything it it kind of feels like it lacks purpose and meaning which is what thor is looking for in this film which is just kind of on a meta level makes it even more interesting it really feels like marvel is struggling to find its groove so that's enough about marvel and the marvel mini and why they're becoming minis now but more on my thoughts about thor love and thunder chris hemsworth is hilarious his comedic timing i really like how taika's humor has allowed the mcu humor to get a little bit beyond just like quips but even still, it's kind of stuck in that quippiness where it doesn't really let it be a comedy. And not that it needs to be a comedy, but it doesn't let it be funny. It just lets it be quippy. But either way, Chris Hemsworth does a great job. His, his performance, and, and, and say what you will about Spiderhead, that as well. There's, there's something about Chris Hemsworth that is getting my attention where there's more to him than I ever thought. And he does a pretty good job in this and makes, and and he takes what he's given and makes Thor an interesting character as much as he can. Christian Bale, he was just in fun to enjoy on screen as Gore, the God Butcher. It, it's again, it's not like a particularly super moving performance. And, and he, he really just kind of took what he was given with and ran in a fun way. And he does feel very real Um, and the makeup is fantastic. Uh, The costumes are really, really fun. But the other thing that I I just have to say, because that's really all I have to say about the film, is is that's it. Um, Everything else just kind of felt meaningless. (laughs) It's all meaningless. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Uh, Oh, yes, the costumes. This film looked pretty good for the most part, except for, as I'm sure you heard, some of the worst visual effects I have ever seen. There is one particular scene. If you didn't know, spoiler here, uh, Natalie Portman is here as the mighty Thor as uh, Jane Foster comes back and she's Thor. And and she has this helmet, uh, you know, very comic accurate helmet. But at one point, you know, her helmet can kind of phase in 
on and off her with magic. And it covers from like her nose up, like the top half of her face and head. And there's one scene where she's not wearing a helmet and then suddenly she is wearing a helmet and it kind of like phases onto her. But it's all CGI. Even after it phases, it's not like they did a transition with CGI and then she's wearing a regular helmet. It's just CGI. So she's not wearing a helmet at all. And I had to force myself and like really concentrate my focus on somebody else on screen because my eyes wanted to go to this absolute eyesore that was the CGI mask. And it looked horrible and was completely taking me out of the movie. I don't even remember what they said, but it was so bad. I had to force myself to look at something else because it was ruining that much for me. And that's just one of the many examples where this CGI just looks so bad. Like not just like, oh, wow, you know, like CGI isn't perfect and you can't do everything with it. It like bad. And it's sad because I love visual effects artists. I think they're remarkable. Anybody who watches Corridor Crew knows this. And it's just the time constraints that Marvel puts them under. And it that genuinely just feels the, the problem with this entire Marvel feeling right now is that things just are coming out continually. And I don't feel like any of them are given significant importance. Like, oh, we need to make sure that this is really polished visually with visual effects or story-wise or character-wise. They all just feel like, hey, here's characters that we know people have liked we're merchandising the character at this point with the film or series or whatever it may be. You know, when Captain America four comes around, I'm not even going to remember what happened in Falcon and the War Soldier. I don't think nobody talks about that anymore. And it, it just feels like there's just, you know, here's the character you're like, Oh, here's another character you like, and none of it feels like they're given particular significance or importance. And it it's that comes across and it makes it hard to feel like, and be invested in this because it doesn't feel important. Not that the story they're telling isn't good. There's parts of the story that I really loved and I was very touched with. I was really moved emotionally, actually, but it just didn't feel important. And that was the biggest problem I had with the film. So that is my spoiler-free Marvel mini for Thor Love and Thunder. It was fun. It's not one of those ones like, oh man, I kind of regret seeing that. I it, Which one did I like more? I think I liked Doctor Strange more? You know what? I'm not really sure. That's really hard. They're pretty even for me. But I, I did like, this is going to be weird to say, except for WandaVision, everything that's been out on Disney Plus is better than Thor Love and Thunder, which is so sad. Um, but yeah, really excited to finish my, my thoughts about Miss Marvel, even though I wasn't able to review that every week. I really, really have loved that series. But yeah, I'm going to keep seeing Marvel films. Nothing's going to take me away from that. I mean, we're going to see what happens with Wakanda forever. But they're going to be Marvel minis now because that the significance of them is decreased and that includes in my mental investment in them after watching the film. So let me know your thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder. Additionally, subscribe to The Basin Binge for lots of exciting things coming. Like I said, my finishes out my thoughts on Miss Marvel and that series. Other things coming on Where the Crawdads Sing that just came out. Maybe I'll give a review on what I just saw today. Actually, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Oh, beautiful. It it's, doesn't have a super long run in theater. So if you can catch it, do. It's only an hour and a half the best hour and a half you'll ever spend. It, it is a beautiful, beautiful movie. Uh, so maybe, yeah, subscribe for that. Additionally, Transformers coming this summer. Matt, Rob, and I from Matt Goes to the Movies have been working on it. We're a few episodes in. Those are going to be released over the summer, which is a ton of fun. I cannot believe at The Basement Binge, we're finally binging through the Transformers live action series from Michael Bay. It's like a dream come true. You know, this is what I dreamed of when I started The Basement Binge, and I'm 
Super excited. Additionally, the three-year anniversary of The Basement Binge is coming up, and you know me. Three is my favorite number. Exciting things are happening, so make sure you subscribe to The Basement Binge wherever you get podcasts. If you hadn't heard it enough in the last few seconds, this is The Basement Binge. My name is Harrison, and that's all for now. Ciao, ciao. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.